Hi, I'm Nicole Hurd, and welcome to my podcast. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to be inspired. And the good news is, there are a lot of inspiring people associated with the College Advising Corps. Over the coming weeks and months, I will have the honor of introducing you to them. People who believe in hope, people who believe in opportunity, people who believe in our beauty, our power, and our potential. People who believe in serving in communities and people who courageously say, I believe in you. And we will also talk about the importance of navigating the path to college. Join me in this journey to be inspired, this journey in a time of challenge to lift and love and dream. Welcome to the Knowledge for College podcast. Welcome everybody to the Knowledge for College podcast. I am so glad you're here uh, to join us today. My name is Nicole Hurd. I'm the founder and CEO of College Advising Corps, and I have two awesome advisors with me today. Um, I have Lamisha and I have Alana, and they are going to radiate a bunch of light and love and expertise. Uh, there are two things going on in the world today that I want to talk to these two amazing advisors about. One is how they're doing this in the digital age. Um, as you know, we've been out of school in most places. Uh, these two have stepped up in beautiful ways to make sure that not only can they reach students uh, through virtual means, but the whole College Advising Corps can do it. Um, I also want to talk to them about it's almost decision time and we're getting some uh, answers back about how this is going. I want to get some advice on how to navigate these next few weeks as we head towards decision day. So. Lamisha, Alana, you both radiate such light and love. I will also say they were recently at our board meeting and knocked it out of the park. So I also wanted everybody to see uh, what we saw at the board meeting, but thank you both for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So let me start um, by introducing you all to everybody. So Lamisha, just real quickly, um, can you tell us just a little bit of your story? And again, 30 seconds, minute, not too long, but what, what, what you did before you came to the core, um, kind of your own background, and then also what you're doing now with the core in terms of what piece of the College Advising Core orbit are you part of? Yes, so I started with the core fresh out of undergraduate. Um, I graduated from Georgia State University. And as soon as I graduated, um, my supervisor uh, that was actually my supervisor while I was a student assistant suggested College Advising Core to me. And so I thought that was really interesting that she saw something in me that she thought I could be a part of this organization. And so I researched College Advising Corps a little and realized that diversity inclusion was really one big thing. And I thought, wow, I would love to really serve a great body of students from all different backgrounds. And so I decided to apply and I was able to be one of the first advisors that actually started with the first partnership. So that was pretty great. Um, and then I went on to receive my master's degree in higher education administration, and I came back to the core <laughs> as in this virtual space. And so I'm really happy to be here and to be serving students right now in this virtual space. Awesome. And Lamisha, so first of all, you're always going to be College Advice and Core family, but love to have you back um, after your in-school experience and now having you do this virtual work. Can you tell everybody you're doing one piece of the virtual work um, that was really a response to COVID-19 and the pandemic? Do you want to tell everybody what you're doing? Yes, I'm actually working with the Mid Hub team. And so what that team is doing, uh, we actually have an Olibot who is artificial intelligence that will respond to students. And so whenever Olibot has a hard time understanding, it will be escalated to us, the advisors, and we'll be able to respond to students. And so it's this really new space of like text-based advising where we're really able to just send student quick responses via messages. So I'm, I want to talk more about your experience, but it's so cutting edge and exciting and interesting. A huge shout out to our friends uh, at Common App and at MidHub. Uh, you know, 
class of 2020, we served about 173,000 students um, with Common App and MitHub, the chatbot, and our advisors. Now, Lamisha and her colleagues uh, are doing an amazing job. And there's, what, 375,000 students in your universe that you're helping uh, right now in the class of 2021, and also doing some uh, really interesting reach out to families. So, uh, Lamisha, thank you for being such a pioneer. Uh, Alana is also doing incredible virtual advising. So, Alana, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? Yeah, um, after seven years in the customer service industry, I went to the University of North Carolina at Greensboro, where I graduated with a dual degree in Spanish and communication studies. And as part of my undergrad work, I really got into volunteering. And my story starts at that local high school that I've, I've previously told you about. And so whenever I was working at the local high school, I was working with students who were of low English proficiency and most of them were Spanish speaking students. And so I remember one day I went into class and one of my students told me, hey, Miss Alana, you don't have to worry about coming to class tomorrow. I won't be here. And his story was so much like many of the other stories from the students that I've heard in that school because they were in a school that had seemingly failed them. They were in a place where teachers had English only signs on their doors, where they were sent to the office if they were caught speaking Spanish, where they were made to feel inadequate for less than passing grades, when in reality, their English language skills were the real test and not the actual material as they could demonstrate their knowledge if asked in their native language. And so they were just at a place where no one believed in them. And unfortunately, a lot of them were believed to not even graduate high school, much less continue their education. And a lot of them met this low standard and they didn't graduate. They didn't continue their education. And so I remember feeling really defeated. And I remember thinking that I don't wanna be a part of this system. I wanted to be a part of a system that told these students that they believed in them and then backed that up with the resources to help them succeed. And it was perfect timing because a friend of mine was a current advisor at CAC and he was like, hey, you know this system exists, right? And I was over the moon excited. I applied that day and it's been two years later and I am still here and still so excited to be a part of that system that does not only tell the students but also tells the advisors that they believe in them and together we're really making a change. Alana, thank you for that. I could not have said it better myself. We do believe in you. We do believe in both of you um, and your fellow advisors. And we do believe in our students. And it's so important that our students hear it from, from the two of you um, and your fellow advisors. So thank you both for just, like I said, I knew when we started this, I said you'd radiate light and love. And I think everybody now sees it. Um, the other thing I just want to talk about with you, um, Alana, is talk about a little about about College Point and what you're doing as a College Point advisor. Because like I said, both of you are doing virtual work, but in different parts of, of the kind of college advising core ecosystem. So talk to me and talk to all of us about College Point and the work you're doing every day. Yeah, so with the College Point program, we are working with high achieving students. And so these are students, we have two different models right now. 
One of the models is if a student has like a 3.5 GPA, they're in the 90th percentile whenever it comes to their SAT and ACT scores, and then they are within a certain income range. And that's one model. And then now, in a way, thankfully, due to COVID, we now have another way in which students are um, put into our program. And that's if they have like a 3.7 GPA, if they have taken two or more college level classes, and then in the same income range. And so it's really nice because we're working with these high achieving students all virtually. And so that's the thing that makes our College Point team so unique. Well, previously made us unique because we were the original ones who were virtual. And now we are the ones that are getting to help a lot of the other advisors with their transition into this virtual work. So when I give a huge shout out to Bloomberg Philanthropies for helping us uh, make sure the College Point work happens in an impactful way. Uh, and the other College Point organizations were, were doing this work with some others, but really want to just shout out um, again to both of you, just your ability to innovate and think about uh, students in this really difficult time and think about reaching them in different ways. And so Alana, you just pointed this out, but I should tell the story. You know, we made the difficult decision to pull everybody out of school last March. Um, you know, it was actually March 13th that we pulled everybody out. Uh, that weekend we increased the server size so everybody could text out of our platform. Uh, we immediately turned to Alana and her, her colleagues and said, can you help us do webinars to train the rest of the in-school advisors who are now out of school? Um, can you create um, you know, a virtual playbook to help everybody get ready for this? And Alana and her colleagues just rocked it and allowed uh, all of our advisors, over 800 of them, to be able to pivot into this virtual space. Uh, and then, like I said, Common App and MidHub called and we got to do the work Lamisha's doing. So there's just been a lot of activity since we've gotten this pandemic and I think we've learned a ton. So can you both just answer briefly, like a lot of people are skeptical. Um, skeptical about how much we can do virtually, right? Skeptical about a chatbot, skeptical about uh, reaching students by text or video chat. So can you both, um, and maybe Lamisha, you can go first, talk about for those people who don't believe we can do this virtually, how has this worked for you? And what do you see that makes you know that actually students do want to see us in that virtual space? I think the fact that we're able to reach so many students so quickly I think this is like the first time that we're able to really meet students where they are in a sense that students have other factors going on, such as working, possibly taking care of a family member. And these are things that were all happening, you know, pre-pandemic, but with the pandemic, it was really heightened. And so I think we're able to see like being able to reach students so much quickly and they're able to access us at any point really is helpful. And then I would also say that like during the pandemic with virtual advising, students were kind of ripped away from like what they knew, right? So their teachers, their support systems. And so just being able to know that like we're here, we're able to pivot with you guys is really helpful. And I think it's important to know that in the virtual space is really flexible. And so we're always pivoting. We're always looking for new ways to reach students. And if one model may not be working, we're always able to pivot and, and find a way to work and find a way to meet students where they are. Lamisha, I love that because I have seen, uh, and this is why the advisors are such amazing advocates for their students, your ability to pivot, right? And your ability to innovate and your ability to meet people where they're at. And so I'm just so thrilled to hear that you feel like you've got the freedom in this incredibly hard moment to, you know, throw an audible, right? To, to try something new, to know that this isn't about 
being perfect. This is about being with students wherever they're at. And it's um, a time to really learn together. So thank you for those reflections. Alana, what have you been thinking about as you, you know, again, skeptical about, hey, can a student really confide in me virtually? Can I really create connection virtually? How have you felt this year during this pandemic about uh, virtual work? I really liked Lamisha's comment about meeting the students where they are. And I think that that is something that has really been an asset for us in the work that we do because we have been able to. I've had Zoom meetings with students while they were on the bus before. And so just the ability to, to meet them where they are is so important. And with our students being home more, our meetings have really become personal because there are advantages to being in school, but then there's also a lot of advantages to being virtual as well. And how more personal can you get than being in each other's homes? And so a lot of our meetings are face-to-face -face virtually. And so we are brought into their homes. We have a better picture of, of what life is really like for them, whether it's their siblings running and screaming in the background while they are trying to take care of them and talk to us about college or the ability to grab a passing parent and say, hey, can I introduce myself? I'm so-and-so and, -so and I, I work with your student. And so there have been a lot of advantages to being able to come into the students' homes fig figuratively speaking. And just the fact that we are an innovative project gives us the ability to adapt quickly. And I think that that is one of the greatest assets and one of our strengths because whenever we're in school, things move a little bit slower. But while being virtual, as soon as we can think of something, we're pretty much able to do it with our students. And that has been absolutely amazing. And whether it's the lack of technology, we've been able to address that with a lot of our students via the tech grant. And so virtual work is difficult if the students don't have the means to access it. But with our program and being able to address that lack of access, I think that we are really doing innovative work and making a huge difference. So I love the creativity and I love, I love just the energy that's coming from both of you and the innovation, right? The ability to pivot, to think creatively um, in service of students. But we're also about to hit a more difficult time of year because some people are getting really great news uh, and you're helping them think about you know, financial aid and award letters and which school they should go to. Some people are getting some disappointing news right now, right? I mean, again, one of the things we're seeing in the college access and success space is with students being able to apply test optional, really selective schools got a lot more applications. And so we're hearing some no's right now as well. So talk to me about how A, you're handling, and maybe Lamisha, you can handle the first question and Alana the second. A, how are you handling kind of helping students navigate that college choice now that they have some options, hopefully? Um, and then Alana, how are you helping the student who might've had their heart set on school A and now it's time to talk about school B or C? So Lamisha, you wanna first talk about that choice and how you navigate choice when you're in April of your senior year? Yes. So one thing that I always say is we want to help students see, be able to see themselves in the environment. And so I'm always trying to encourage students to find the best match and fit for them. And so I always say, let's do some research together. Let's look at what resources the campus offers. Let's look at what organizations the campus offers. I always try to get students to see community and be able to build community. And that's one thing that College Advice and Core is really big on, is just being able to see community. And so I always say, let's not focus so much 
on other factors. Let's focus on you. Let's focus on where you see an environment that you can thrive in. And so that's one way that I've kind of been navigating the conversation with students. And Alana, like I said, I know College Point students are applying to some really highly selective schools. Um, so again, I'm sure there's a little bit of disappointment out in the world right now. How are you helping a student who's gotten a disappointing email or logged into a portal and not gotten the answer they wanted the last few weeks? It's It's been difficult just because our caseloads are a lot smaller and we are able to build more of an intimate rapport with our students. So their heartbreaks easily become our heartbreaks, which is never easy. And so I think the first thing that we do, or at least I do with my students is, is validate, like, this sucks. <laughs> this is really difficult. And it's really hard whenever you have your heart set on something and, and it doesn't go as planned or, or as we want. But after we, we let that reality set in, then we move forward. And so it's not always in one conversation, like, hey, we'll look at the bright side of this, because like, it's important to validate those feelings and, and to let our students have that moment, but to not be there too long. Because one thing that we do is we work really hard with helping our students build a balanced list. And so we are going to have those reach schools, but part of our program is making sure that we have those safeties. And so even though it might not be a top choice, just remembering and reminding them the reason for their why in the beginning of even wanting to get an education, it wasn't always so I can wear that name brand hoodie. It's a lot of the things that are behind the education and how even though this may not be their top choice, they can still end up in the same place, even if it wasn't their dream school. Alana, I love what you're saying, because there's a couple things I would just want to tease out. One is to feel that moment, right? I think it's really important not to um, kind of brush off hard moments, right? We all have moments that are difficult, and that's part of life and maturity and growing is to be able to reflect on those moments and have those moments. And then, as you said, kind of move beyond those moments when the time is right. Um, Also, just want to acknowledge, like, the college admissions process feels really judgy sometimes, right? It just feels like, you know, you work so hard on, on your your high school career, you work so hard uh, on your application, you work so hard for all these things, and then within a split second, it's kind of a yes or no letter situation. Um, and just want to hold all those students for a second, and I know the two of you are doing this, to say, like, don't let that judgment penetrate you, right? Don't let that in. Um, it's actually not judgment, right? They don't know you well enough to judge you. They had a piece of paper and some data points and they made a decision, but you're not your GPA. You're not your score. You're so much more than that. Uh, and so let's now pivot to what, where you can seek out that potential, where you will, I love to say this, you know, where your spark will become a firework, right? Let's find that space. Um, and know very well that if you really want to go to school A, there's more ways than one to get to school A, right? You can always think about transferring in other options, but I think you know what you're both are teasing out is it's just so important to think about match and fit but what it's really most important is, is to think about yourself your agency in this right um and don't let that in uh that sense of judgment it's not about judgment they don't know you well enough to judge you they judge a piece of you which is your academic portfolio uh, and your application and you're not your application you're a person right and so i think just the dignity in that and the fact that you all can reach out to students and give them that message is incredibly important um, especially when we're seeing some record high application rates this year. Uh, As we start to wrap up, you know, again, just thinking about your service, you both spent over a year doing this work now. Um, What 
Lamisha, if you could talk to any student or parent right now, what would you want to say to them about the next few weeks? You know, I would say that I know that this is tough right now, but I would go back to our core values and the things that we say, which is I believe in you. And so just to let them know that they'll always have us to refer back to. They'll always have us as resources. They'll always have us to guide them in their next steps. And so in the next few weeks, let's just all be kind to each other. Let's all pull together and let's all get through this together because I believe in you. Thank you, Lamisha. I can I cannot think of a better sentiment during a pandemic to remind us that we do have community even when it doesn't feel like we have community and we will get through this together. Alana, any thoughts, reflections you want to share as we get to wrap up here? I really could not have said it better than, than Lamisha. Um, I know right now sometimes it's hard whenever we're scrolling through social media and all we are seeing are all of these acceptances and things like that. And while we may see other students' acceptances, we're not seeing all of the denials that they may have received as well. And so kind of what you were hitting on, it's so important just to remember that any rejection letter that you may receive is not reflective of who you are as a person or who you are as a student. A lot of the times you are just as, um, as competitive of an applicant as any others. And at the end of the day, it, it, it's really a numbers game. And so it has no reflection of, of who you are or the values that you hold. And so it's just important to remember that. And the school where you end up is really where you're gonna be meant to be. And so you're gonna find a way to shine on that campus just as you would any other campus. And so just like Lamisha said, just remember that we believe in you, but what is important is that you believe in yourself. You two have both touched my heart with that. I, look, at, I think uh, this is why you're advisors, because of what you just said. And I just hope every student can hear. I wish my wish right now is every student could hear the two of you, um, because you're right. Students need to hear, you know, you are enough. Uh, and I hope every advisor hears you are enough. Uh, and to your point, so much of life is what you make it. Um, it's not your zip code uh, or of the, of the, you know, of the college that you land at. It's actually what you do once you actually occupy that zip code, right? It's it's really about, uh, you know, like you said, it's not about the sweatshirt you're wearing, it's about what you do uh, when you get on that campus uh, to, to add more voices to the table, to amplify, uh, to show up, to be your full self. So thank you for reminding all of us that that's what this is all about. Uh, it's about opportunity and it's about, you know, Lamisha started with this, it's about diversity, equity, uh, and inclusion. It's about, like I said, making sure that there are more seats at the table, and there's no doubt in my mind that the two of you have created more seats at the table in your service. So thank you for what you're doing for your, our country and for our students and for your fellow advisors and for all of us at CAC. It's an honor to serve with both of you. So um, until next time, I hope you're feeling inspired. I am. <laughs> I'm feeling very inspired and very grateful. Uh, this is the Knowledge for College podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for spending some time with us. I hope you've left inspired and ready to serve. For more information about College Advising Corps, please visit collegeadvisingcorps.org. And until next time, we believe in you.